welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 396. Her wit. He gave a long pause. How will she respond to the courting of a sick old man who walks with a stick when he can walk at all? His mouth twisted as if the words were bitter. But surely your position, I began. He lifted a hand and looked me squarely in the eye. Would you marry a woman you had bought? I looked down. No, your grace. Neither will I. The thought of using my position to persuade this girl to marry me is distasteful. We were quiet for a moment. Outside the window, I watched two squirrels chasing each other around the tall trunks of an ash tree. Your grace, if I am going to help you pay court to this lady... I felt the heat of the mare's anger before I turned to see it. I beg pardon, your grace. I've overstepped myself. Is this another one of your guesses, then? Yes, your grace. He seemed to struggle with himself for a moment. Then he sighed, and the tension in the room faded. I must ask your pardon. This clawing pain wears my temper thin, and it is not my custom to discuss personal matters with strangers, much less them guess from underneath me. Tell me the rest of what you guess. Be bold if you must. I breathed a little easier. I guess you want to marry this woman, to suit your duty primarily, but also because you love her. There was another pause, not so bad as the last one, but tense nonetheless. Love, he said slowly, is a word the foolish use too often. She is worthy of love, that is certain, and I have a fondness for her. He looked uncomfortable. That is all I will say. He turned to look at me. Can I count on your discretion? Of course, your grace. But why so secretive about it? I prefer to move at a time of my own choosing. Rumor forces us to act before we are ready, or ruins a situation before it becomes fully ripe. I understand. What is the lady's name? Meluan Lackless, he said, her name carefully. Now I have discovered for myself that you are charming and well-mannered. What's more, Count Thrape assures me you are a great maker and player of songs. These things are exactly what I need. Will you enter my service in this regard? I hesitated. How exactly will your grace be putting me to use? He gave me a skeptical look. I would like to think it rather obvious for so excellent a guesser as yourself. I know you hope to court the lady, your grace, but I don't know how. Do you want me to compose a letter or two? Write her songs? Will I climb to the end of the page? I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy, and yes, you will. This is so exciting. This page is exciting. I'm excited because they're planning. I love planning. (laughs) 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 They're planning an exciting... It's not a heist. It's not a... I don't know, but they're planning a like almost like a performance, but... Also not. Also, this this whole thing feels like um, almost like a weird tug of war between the way the mayor 
feels like he should act and it's kind of on the aggressive side. Um, and that's like the way that he would act in normal circumstances. And then the way that he knows that he has to act in order to get what he wants with Quoth. Like he has to be himself and be normal and, and like be chill with Quoth. But because he's so used to being like the guy in control, he feels like he needs to like be that more not bitter is not the right word, but like, like the way that he reacts to to Quoth guessing when he's like, you can't guess about me because that's how he should react for his position normally. But right now that's not going to get him anywhere. Yeah. Like, I think there's a couple of things happening here because like, I think you're right that like he, he instinctively, like he doesn't like people trying to guess what's going on in his head, especially I think he's just like really uncomfortable with the fact that he even has to ask for someone's help, like courting somebody because he doesn't want to need anyone's help to do it. And because he seems to be like kind of intimidated by lady, by Mellow and Lackless in some sense, possibly as again, we have to bring it up because he might be gay and just like uncomfortable with this idea in general. And he's taking out that discomfort on Quoth who doesn't really deserve it. And who, as you say, he also needs to do the thing to get what he wants. And on top of that, he is in terrible pain because he's sick. And, you know, as I think any of us can attest to when you're already like feeling unwell, like if you're like in pain with a migraine or a stomach bug or something, and like, you know, you're just have a shorter temper. You're like, you have less filters in your brain to tell you like, no, don't yell at that person over this very minor thing. But he has enough self-awareness and enough humility to say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm like, you know, I'm not myself today, which yeah. I think is kind of interesting. I think that like his like reeling himself back is also just like there are so, so many people I know in life who do not take the opportunity to reel themselves back. So it's it's just nice to see. <laughs> yeah, like I think that the mayor is a, a complex character in that way in that like he is used to being the most powerful person in the room and having people obey him unquestioningly and not presuming to know his mind. But I also think that on some level, he understands that like, that is like not always conducive to like having normal, polite relationships with people, especially when those people have something that you need or want. And maybe you need to like modify your behaviors sometimes. Um, And I also think that he recognizes, you know, in a kind of aristocratic sense that it's gauche. It's like, impolite to use your power that brusquely Mm -hmm. i think he's very conscious of the kind of power he has and an example on this page is like when he says that it would be like distasteful to him to essentially bribe someone to marry him by saying look i'm like the most wealthy and powerful person you'll ever meet and i want to marry you like you, you know why would you say no to that like he finds that that flagrant use of his power to get what he wants kind of like beneath him would he ever really be able to know whether or not Mellowin Lackless married him for that reason or not, though? Like, even if he doesn't directly use it, it's not like she doesn't know what his position is. No, and you know what? I think that is a great reading of his character, because that's a problem that I think a lot of rich, powerful people have. And, like, yeah, it's a first-world problem, but that doesn't mean it's not a problem, which is, like, you can never really know if the people around you are hanging out with you because you're like the one buying the cocaine or because they actually like you as a person. 
you know, and like you find out who your real friends are when you no longer have the money or power to get them what they want. So I think that a reading of his character that is different from from like Nick's read of him as like someone who is is gay and in a relationship with Stapes is that he is the most powerful person, you know, in his world. And because of that, he is surrounded by schemers and flatterers, and he's never really been able to trust anybody with his heart. And he's lived his entire life that way because, you know, everyone wants something from him. And so now, even though he does, maybe he does like actually have romantic feelings for Melanie Lackless, but he can't really ever trust that she feels the same way about him. And so the idea of produ- of like putting himself out there in a romantic way is uncomfortable for him because he's built up this armor for himself as, you know, being a person who like, you know, kind of like a Queen Elizabeth the first figure, like, you know, I don't need a, a woman. I don't need to marry. I can like manage everything on my own. So I'm having a moment where I don't remember exactly the way this is about to unfold because as as Patrick Nortrothfus has pointed out in our chat, the they court secretly. So he does the courting all all secret like so the court doesn't know. But is it secret like so that she doesn't know that it's Alvaron? Because that would that would solve the whole the whole her knowing that he's powerful issue. That would that would and I also don't remember how it goes. Um, um, we'll have to wait. We'll have to we'll have wait to till wait. we read more. But yes, that is like kind of the obvious solution to the problem, isn't it? Like if, if if you're being courted by a secret admirer, then all that matters is the songs they write, the poems they write, you know, the way they court But I mean, you. that's kind of a lie too, because isn't Quoth doing that for him? Like, Yeah, well, yeah, it's absolutely. It's also a lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I take your point, but I think that the other argument you could make is like, I don't have the words to express what I want to express to you. So I am going to use what I do have, which is incredible wealth and power to get someone who, who can, you know, who can ghostwrite for me, who can say all the things that I wish that I could say to you, but I don't have the words to say. Okay. Yeah. Far more reasonable. Also, there's totally a quest in Skyrim. That is this. <laughs> but like, this is also, again, this is the plot of Cyrano de Bergerac, which is, you know, a novel that's like 300 years old. Oh, okay, so this is a plot that that is in Skyrim and in this book because of a much, much older text. And I feel like it's even older than Cyrano de Bergerac. The idea of being courted by a secret admirer, like you don't actually know who you're falling in love with. Like, even in Romeo and Juliet, she falls in love with Romeo before she knows that he's Romeo Montague, right? She falls in love with him at a masked, at a masked ball. That's where they fall in love. I mean, wouldn't you know, though? Well, no, she doesn't know. <laughs> the whole point is that she doesn't know until her douchebag cousin Tybalt comes in and says, you can't hang around with this guy. He's like Montague. We want to kill him. Okay. Which leads directly into the balcony scene, right? Where she goes, oh my God, why do you have to be Romeo? Why couldn't you be literally anybody else but Romeo? Right. Well, I feel like uh, at least the mayor will have a happier ending than <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. We hope. We hope. Fingers crossed. I also think that it is worth talking about that he he has the same problem. And you know this because you've worked as a freelancer before. He has the same problem that any client of a freelancer uh, has, which is that they don't actually know what it is that they want. Because Quoth is basically saying, what, ex- what exactly do you expect me to do? And he goes, 
well, you know, you're going to court her. And Quoth goes, okay, well, court her how? You know, I don't know what she likes. I don't know anything about this person. Am I writing her details, poetry? Details, people, yeah. details. Am I, am I writing her songs? Am I climbing up balconies? Like, what am I doing exactly? And the mayor goes, that's a good point. I, I Like, the mayor also doesn't actually know what it is that she would like. Right? So they have to figure that out. Which is also such, like, a high school romance problem to have. Like, like I think that this girl is pretty, but I know nothing about her. How do I date her? Yeah, I also, I, I feel like, like, he knows a certain amount about her. I mean, like, they're both in the court. But I feel like this is not necessarily just a teenager problem either, because even if you're older and, like, you have spent a little more time with a human being, like, the minute that you realize that you're romantically interested in them, like, suddenly everything you think you knew, you think maybe you don't know anymore. <laughs> That's true. I also think... Right? Like, you second-guess it. You're like, oh, man, do they actually like this thing? Will they like this thing if I give it to them? Do they only like this thing if I don't give it to them? If someone gives it to them... Yeah. I think that that's all very true. And I also think that it's it's the case that they exist in a world where you can't ever have, like, a straightforward conversation with somebody because it's all court intrigue and politics. Like, if they were seen talking together, the court would be all aflutter with the rumor that they were like going to get married or something right like so they not he can he can only know her through what he's like heard about her through the court or through what he has observed at like official functions where everyone is kind of playing a part he hasn't really had a chance to get to know her because like how he describes her is that she's perfect in every way her family's respectable she's educated young and beautiful like that's what he knows about her and that everyone else wants to get her into you know the marriage bed I wonder, like, I think that it is, like, Foth is totally within a norm of, of what someone would assume when he's like, yeah, but how do you want me to court her? But there's also an argument for, should he have known that it was, um, like, that it wasn't going to be climbing balconies, that it wasn't going to be writing poems, that it was, that, that it should be musically based because Foth was sold like the idea of Quoth was sold to the mayor as as a musician i mean not just as a musician though i think that i think that that's part of it but i think Quoth also like part of the reason that he needed Quoth is because Quoth is an interesting conversationalist that he's well-mannered he knows how to talk to nobles you know and that he's discreet and charming like all of those things are important too Quoth isn't just gonna like you know rock I don't think that either the mayor or Quoth expect that Quoth is just going to show up unannounced at her house, bust out his lute and go, anyway, here's Wonderwall dedicated from your secret admirer and like play a bang and lute tune. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they both understand on some level that Quoth is going to be expected to get to know her socially. Uh, you just gave me like an image of uh, like Quoth in a trench coat holding his lute above his head outside a window. Yeah. Hondo P. Hondo P. <laughs> Okay, I think I think we have uh, we have all noted all the notes. I think so too. Any questions right. worth answering in the chat? Yes, sort of. <laughs> it's not like the deepest question. I hate deep questions. Give me a sal- give me a shallow question. <laughs> Stamina Thane brings up that uh, the relationship happening with the the whole like courting situation is. Uh, 
Mellow and Lackless should just be presented something, I guess, that says, do you like the mayor? Check yes or no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what's going on here, right? The mayor's like, oh, geez, I, I, I can't ask out this pretty girl who I really like, so I'm going to get my friend to do it. I'm going to get my friend to pass her a note in class. Look, that is what's happening, more or less. How could, how could a beautiful girl like her ever love a beast like me? Yes. All of those things. And you can love all the beasts like us on tomorrow's page. Of the Wind.